mental health for your schools and mental health for you. And here we go. Be sure to visit soundmind.app, peachjar.com, and nickelstrategies.com. Advocating for public education, sharing our stories, and celebrating our schools, students, and staff. From crisis communications to media relations, social media, and everything in between, we're here to give you the best strategies, tools, and techniques to help you help others. Welcome to the School PR Podcast, brought to you by Peach Jar, Sound Mind, and Nickel Strategies. Here's your hosts, Matthew Jennings and Ryan Ferran. All right, and welcome back to the School PR Podcast, everyone. Gave Matthew the day off. Well deserved. He's working hard. Just wanted to present this before we get in the webinar. So this, what you're about to listen to, is from a webinar I collaborated with SoundMind on supporting schools during Mental Health Awareness Month, what you need to know. So it was myself, Travis Chen, the co-founder and COO of SoundMind, and Lucy Schaefer, who is their lead neuroscientist um, She's kind of the neuroscientist lead and does all the research. And we talked about, I kind of shared strategies, how you can help your school district with mental health resources and what you can do to really have a profound impact and be very useful and resourceful for your students, staff, parents, and community. Some ways you can do that and campaigns that you can utilize and kind of shared about my connection with, you know, Travis was one of my former interns from years ago, graduated USC and now has this multi-million dollar company in, in mental health and kind of shared my connection with SoundMind and Travis and then my kind of family history with his co-founder, Brian, how he got connected and my dad and my brother, they have a similar connection with PTSD and kind of my passion for this and why I really believe in Travis and what they're doing. And so that mentioned that in there and go into some more detail about that. And Lucy really shared the the science behind it, which was just fascinating. She is beyond impressive. Um, I love her research on it. And, you know, we kind of have all love music. And, but when you ask yourself, why do we, why do we love music? And why is everyone that is so universal, the universal language we all speak in music, and it's been a go-to for eons and eons since the beginning of time. And what it, But she really explains the science to it and talks about binaural beats and what that does and how you can utilize them yourself in your classroom, in your schools, gamma waves, beta waves, alpha waves, and what the differences are and how to utilize certain ones for different moods and you know reducing stress and anxiety so it was fascinating we all know we love music but they really explain why and then travis kind of shares the story of sound mind and what they do and their program um, in schools and how it is utilized so hope you enjoy it i definitely enjoyed working with them and i i learned a lot i you know i talked to travis a lot and i have talked to been on you know, with Lucy before, but I, I learned a lot just about the music and the neuroscience and all the connections and how different people are utilizing it to their advantage with sleep and stress and anxiety, depression, and, 
PTSD and the like. So it, it was fascinating. I learned a lot and hopefully you will too. And hopefully you'll visit and uh, support our sponsors, one of which is SoundMind. So please give them a look and check out soundmind.app and their app. You can try it out for free for seven days. It's in all the app stores. It's really cool. You can play around with it for sleep and um, relaxation, meditation, and all that. And then they have a whole this separate thing for uh, schools too, which they have dashboards to, to track stuff and really to get good data when you're using it. Uh, so check out SoundMind, download the app, free for seven days. Uh, give it a whirl and you know if you have feedback for, for it, let me know and I'll pass that along to the, the owner of the company. Uh, so that'll be really cool. And then Peach Jar, of course, they're a new sponsor. And if you haven't done digital flyers and you're considering it, uh, Peach Jar is by far and away the leader in that industry, and they're doing great things. And, you know, check out Peach Jar and what they're doing, and they can help you. I've known Peach Jar. I've been using them in our district for years. It's great. Um, it's pretty seamless, and they can help you get set up and course nickel strategies and if you need help with pr campaigns communications you're a superintendent without anyone you have a team etc check out them uh, for some help and ideas and their website is fantastic nickelstrategies.com they have case studies and information you can borrow as well all right without any further ado this is supporting schools during mental health awareness month still plenty of time left in the month to take some of these ideas some are really quick to do as well and you can make a big impact as far as building a website how to do that where to curate these resources from and a couple other campaigns that you can borrow as well so here it is starts with me i think a little bit my introduction is missing but here you go. More more of me. I apologize, but hopefully you get a lot out of this and uh, reach out if you have any questions. I, sh I share some techniques that I use as well as far as mental health and physical health and wellness. And some people may have never heard of them and could consider them odd. But if you have any questions, um, we got great feedback afterwards and connected with some people who do similar things. So uh, feel free to reach out. I uh, love to chat about it and um, always willing to share and discuss what I've tried and what works for me and what, what doesn't. Thanks so much, everyone. Enjoy the webinar. Advocate for um, public education and supporting everything we can, our, our youth, our communities. Before getting into public relations in education, I was a news reporter. So I did a lot of um, breaking news stuff. I did sports reporting. So that was fun for for many years, but it was a natural transition. I feel this work is much more rewarding. So I just love doing it. I've taught a couple college classes uh, throughout the years. I host a school PR podcast talking all about communication strategies and how we can support our students and staff and really get our message and brands out to our communities. Um, so that's kind of my background. Thrilled to be here working with Travis and Lucy, and we'll have them do brief introductions and then we'll get into the presentation. So Lucy. Awesome. Thank you so much uh, for that introduction, Mr. Ferran. Hi, everybody on the call. Uh, appreciate you making out today wherever you're calling in from. I'm Lucy. I'm the chief community officer here at SoundMind, and I also lead our neuroscience efforts from the research team. Um, I've been on the team for about three years, uh, started as a, a sophomore in college, actually, uh, at the University of Southern California, where I met Travis, one of our co-founders, and Brian as well. 
Um, so it's been a wonderful journey. I actually studied computational neuroscience and applied analytics at USC. Uh, so it's been great to uh, be able to help on this, this initiative from both a research side and also from the business side, um, thinking about how we can you know, apply our, our music composer and our binaural beats, which we'll get into all of that later on in this webinar. Um, but in, in addition to my work at SoundMind, I also uh, am an Army Reservist in the Medical Services Corps, so I get to uh, serve through that as well, which is also a very re rewarding aspect of my life. Um, but from there, I'll pass it on to Travis. Thank you, Lucy, and thank you, Mr. Frand, and thank you all of you for being here this uh, afternoon. It's so, so uh, honored to have every single person uh, join our, our call today, um, while you probably can be doing a lot of other things. Um, I'm Travis, uh, one of the co-founders here at SoundMind, uh, and really excited to be talking about youth mental health and what Mental Health Awareness Month means to you uh, for May. Um, it's next month, it's coming up, and this is a really, really crucial time, especially when we think about um, after the pandemic, uh, you know, it's been a year, maybe this is your first full school year where every single student's finally back on campus learning uh, and trying to make that transition back into in-person learning. So there's been a lot of challenges that I know educators and counselors, uh, administrators are facing across the nation. And I've traveled across the nation to speak with a lot of you individually on what you're experiencing. And so we're really excited to be sharing um, this presentation. And again, thank you for taking the time to join us. I did wanna give an introduction of um, myself um, and why mental health matters to me. Uh, for me personally, mental health is something that I'm um, very passionate about. Uh, growing up in the Asian American community, we really didn't really talk about what mental health means for us. And I grew up in a very high performing, high excelling, academically performing uh, community where everyone was talking about your grades, your AP scores, your SAT classes. And it was this peer pressure, right? A peer to peer pressure that we all kind of experienced ourselves. And that resulted into me having a lot of panic and anxiety attacks that I experienced. And I resorted to meditation myself. Um, and my own friend uh, took his own life when we were sophomores in college, and that's when everything hit. It was the first time I've ever checked into a uh, student health center and also first time I ever saw a therapist myself. And when I noticed all those feelings and emotions and really understood what my mind was telling me, it was a, a moment of, of truth for me that I needed to do something in this space and make a difference in the lives of others. And so we made a, uh, we, we're really proud of the progress that we, we have at SoundMind and really excited to be sharing with you all today what SoundMind has been doing in the education space. But before we get to that, we'd love to turn it over to Mr. Fran to kind of share about his own personal story as well. Mr. Fran? Yeah, thank you so much, Travis. Appreciate it. And uh, a lot of powerful whys for all of us being involved in this. Um, and I'll explain a little bit further my why in a second, but just for all of us that are on this call today, I mean, I'm not gonna read all these numbers, but this is, we know we're in a mental health crisis in this country and the pandemic, did nothing but accelerate it and make it worse. Um, so we're seeing this in our schools. We have anecdotal evidence from our students. Behavior issues are on the rise since the pandemic. So there's a direct correlation with behavior, mental health. It's usually a cry out for, for some kind of need or want. Um, so it's really, it's really sad looking at these numbers um, when you see, it, especially with the youth population and during the pandemic, 2023 million kids between 12 and 17 had serious thoughts of suicide, 31% increase in mental health related emergency room visits. The numbers are just, they are what they are, but that's why we're all here. And so any of this that can help you help more kids and your staff. Uh, we're just thrilled. So we can go to the next slide, Travis. So one of my whys um, is I know Travis. Travis and I go way back. 
Um, that picture on the top left is me and Travis and our superintendent, Dr. Van Osdahl, from back in 2015, I think. So I have this internship program in Arcadia that I started, and it's now it's become pretty successful. And there's other districts in the, throughout the country that use us as a model, and they have internships going. We created this actual national communications internship collab nationally with different districts throughout the country, uh, sharing best practices and some districts that are wanting to do internships to really help share their positive stories. So Amber and myself have 23 interns in our public information office working for us, writing stories, doing podcasts, doing videos, graphic design, you name it. We just created a magazine. Um, but this, none of this would be possible. And probably since Travis, we've had about 300 interns in our own program. And then what we have been able to inspire throughout the country None of this would be possible without Travis being the first one. When I went to him with this crazy idea saying, I have this internship. I have no idea what it's going to be. Um, I know there's a ton of stories to tell. I know you're unbelievably smart. You're dedicated. You have a ton of school spirit and you're very creative. Would you be willing to be my first intern and figure out this program with me? Travis said, absolutely, I'm on board. And so Travis helped launch this amazing internship program that is thriving now. We have kids at the Ivy League, Stanford, uh, USC, where Travis went. We have a couple other students there. So all of these students have had this opportunity because Travis was willing to say yes. So anything I could do to help Travis and his passion for mental health, I am all in. So we can go to the next slide. Uh, another reason um, I'm super passionate about this and love what SoundMind does is when I met Travis's co-founder, Brian Feminella, and his passion for SoundMind and kind of what he did in college, almost on his spare time, he was in the military at age 17, and one of his really good friends suffered from post-traumatic stress syndrome, PTSD, and actually lost his memory. So Brian really started this as a passion project to help his friend who had this terrible PTSD and had, you know, obviously big time mental health issues. And that's how kind of the inspiration for SoundMind and the passion began and looking into research and neuroscience. And he came across the music and the brain and mood connection. So for me, you're looking at uh, Captain Robert Ferran in the Vietnam War. Uh, he's in the 25th Infantry Brigade. He's Brigade. He served three years. He did a tour in Vietnam in 1968. I call him, I called him dad, uh, but he suffered PTSD his entire life and he made it back from Vietnam. His physical health was fantastic, but a piece of him definitely died there. And he, he suffered his entire life with PTSD. Um, and so when I kind of found out the inspiration of sound mind and knowing what it does and for PTSD and trying to help with mental health, um, having experienced it firsthand uh, with my dad, I just I, I just loved what they're doing in their work. Next slide. And so growing up, um, here's some great 80s photos, family photos from the 80s. I had two older brothers and that's my dad there. And we all kind of idolized my dad and and looked up to him. And really for when we were younger, we didn't really know about his struggles that much. When we got older, they they came to surface more and you, you and you understood and you can see um, his daily struggle. You know, Travis mentioned panic attacks. I, I've dealt with those as well. If, if you ever experience one of those, you know how terrible they are. Imagine PTSD 
you know, you go from maybe you have a panic attack once a year, twice a year, once a month, you're going once a week, once a day, like all day long PTSD, you're in this constant fear mode, you're thinking you're, you're about to die, terrible things going to happen. And that is constantly. So to get through each day, each hour is just the most stressful thing. And to live with that year after year, uh, again, wouldn't wish that on anyone. So my dad dealt with that. Uh, our, our holiday photo there, look at those sweaters, the three Ferran boys. I just threw that in there for fun. GQ magazine was not around in the mid eighties, but if it was, I don't know. I'm thinking possible cover there. Anyway, next slide. We all idolized my dad growing up. He was an amazing athlete. So September 12th, 2001 happens. My brother who also looked up to my dad he enlisted the day after September 11th into the army to follow in my dad's footsteps. That's my brother and my dad on the left there. Um, we can go to the next slide. So my brother enlisted and, you know, that changed his life and, you know, our family for eternity. And he followed in my dad's footsteps, not only going into the military, going into the army, but with PTSD as well. And he's still suffering with it um you know pr pretty bad right now he's doing okay but he, he has a lot of issues a couple of photos here that are pretty interesting this is my brother in the local newspaper and they asked him to send a photo so he sends a photo of him and he tells him they, he tells the reporter that that's a non-alcoholic beer and if you know my brother you know that is anything but a non-alcoholic beer that would be the last thing in his hand so it's pretty funny uh he was in the local paper a lot he's my dad, by the way, with Purple Heart, Bronze Star, Silver Star, very highly decorated. My brother, the same. So many accolades. Uh, the far right, that's Geraldo Rivera that he got to meet in the desert there. And then that's George W. Bush. Out of hundreds of hundreds of troops uh, that were there, um, couple, he shook a couple people's hands. And that's my brother shaking the president's hand. And that's him uh, about to try and defuse an IED because the bomb squad wasn't there. And he told his friend, please take a uh, picture. This could be this could be the last picture of me. So my brother's amazing. He's kind of the life of the party. But now he's he suffers with mental health issues as well. So that's kind of my why uh, today for sure. And, and being involved with this and sound mind. So we can go to the next slide, Travis. So I want to share with you some strategies, how you can really help your students and staff and make a big difference and share some things that we did and some easy techniques that you can borrow. We're going to drop a lot of links that you can kind of steal our information, use it as your own and really try and make a big impact. So we're going to talk about creating a mental health webpage for your district, mental health Mondays campaign, how you can really focus it and give some more resources and techniques. And then another campaign that we called nice notes. So we can go to the next slide. So mental health webpage is something that is really a curation of lots of crucial information and resources on ours, which we'll put the link in there. You can see there's national helplines. There's a video of our middle school wellness summit, which has tons of good information from our counselors. There's domestic violence hotline, child abuse uh, hotlines, there's apps. There's really good lists for parent resources. Education has taken on more and more throughout the years, um, but, but because we do it so well, 
And some of the resources is just for parents to have these difficult conversations with their children and how to frame those. So we have lots of those. We even have yoga videos. Um, there's a virtual calming room, um, a part of it that has, you know, meditation videos, yoga videos, coloring therapy that you can do. And one of the things when we were creating this webpage that we did and we got a ton of help was working with our counselors. And I know there's several counselors that are on this meeting right now, and they were so valuable to helping with here. Here's a great resource. Here's a video I did. Here's a parent webinar that you can use embed on the page. So work with your counselors and see what information resources they have um, because they have a ton that you can put on this web page. Also, your local county health departments. Some counties were fortunate enough to have a mental health department and a health department. So we go to their sites, work with them to see what resources they have because they're more local. Are they having clinics? Are they having free webinars? Then um, your local hospitals, they do a lot of free clinics that are available too, and they have resources. So include all of that. And then whatever your district is currently doing, we have a couple of great programs that we're doing. Care Solace is kind of a referral system that we put on there as well. We also put all of our counselors' websites on there at our different schools. So why do we have this webpage? We go to the next slide, Travis. Um, it's really just a great central hub and location for people to easily access this important information to know it's there. You're showing initiative, you're being proactive, do this now before, you know, something not so great happens. Then you really generate discussions among your staff, students, and their parents about what's available to us, what do we need, um, what else can we do, it's obviously demonstrating that you really care, you have that empathy, and it helps. I mean, the bottom line, these resources are to be effective and to make a difference. It does reduce stress, anxiety, it gives tangible tools, techniques, and strategies that students and staff can utilize in their daily lives to help increase mood, wellness, behavior, bring down stress, and really it can you know, ultimately save a life. So all this work, and again, we're putting in links and resources, um, is, is definitely worth the time you put in. Another resource, too, I want to mention, so you can look at our page, borrow all the national resources and get some of the local inspirations, is the San, San Diego County Office of Education. They have a great mental health page, too, as well, that's divided by student, parent, and those resources. So we'll put that in there, and you can check out that page for some info inspiration as well. So another thing we did is Mental Health Mondays. So basically, it's a community awareness campaign. And your community is, of course, your students, your staff, and your actual community, your cities that you're in. And you're kind of now that you're going to have this web page, you may already have one, you're taking this information, these resources, curating from your web page, and just sending targeted and specific specific messages each Monday. So you're just sending one or two resources that they can concentrate on, whether that's how to do deep breathing, what signs to look for if somebody may be depressed and need help. Here's how to meditate, guided meditation. So you just send some targeted resources each Monday, and uh, it does a lot of good and it reaches a lot of people. So use your email blast system, your social media, all of your newsletters 
School districts are sometimes bad at, at using their own email blast. It's one of the most valuable things we have in our system. Um, it really helps target people. Um, you look at marketers, they would love to get a hold of your email list because they're so valuable. So we don't just need to send emails with bad news. You can send them good news, helpful resources like this. So use your email blast and don't forget your staff in this as well and your community if you have a community email list and then brand it. You know, use some hashtags. We use AUSD appreciation. Sharing is caring in this case for sure it's caring. Um, so it, it's really important to do that and you can kind of use targeted resources as well. Next slide is a email we got back last May 21st, when we sent, I think it was update number three for Mental Health Mondays. And this is from an Arcadia High School student, and it reads this. Thank you for bringing Mental Health Awareness Month into our school. I've struggled with mental health for a while now with crises and hospitalizations. I just want to say that Arcadia has been wonderfully understanding and supportive in my mental health journey. They helped take a lot of pressure off my shoulders when it came to school while I was missing it because I was in the hospital or I was in crisis and I really couldn't do schoolwork. So I just wanna say thank you from the bottom of my heart for truly caring about the well-being of the Arcadia students and providing resources for them to get help when they need it. Help is something that is hard to admit that you need and it is hard to find sometimes. You guys have made it easier on many students struggling with their mental, with their mental state. Mental health is just as important, if not more important than physical health. When I was in the hospital, my dad kept telling me not to worry about school because it's not the end of the world. And to be honest, I'd rather miss school and assignments, maybe even fail a class than being gone from suicide. Essentially, I just want to say thank you for taking mental health seriously. I Every effort we put into was worth it, getting that email back. I get emotional reading it every single time. But if, if, you know, the old saying goes, if you make a difference with one person, it is truly worth it. So that was super powerful for us. Next slide, I'm going to talk briefly about our Nice Notes campaign, which in the pandemic in 2020, I don't know about you, but I didn't get many nice emails from people, parents, the community. Um, so it was, a, it was a hard time mentally on all of us, especially in school districts, as we heard all the complaints, the frustration, we saw mental health issues increase, you know, dramatically. So one day our principal, uh, Ms. Matera of Highland Oaks Elementary School, sent our executive team an email. She forwarded and said, hey, this is an email one of my teachers got from a parent. And we're like, oh, goodness, what, what does this one say? And it was actually, to our delight, a super positive email thanking the teacher for all the support for her kid that was struggling. And it was the most positive thing. It was so heartwarming. I sat there and read it and said, goodness, I wish other people could see this because nobody's, not many people are seeing these positive emails lately. So I said, no, that's a crazy idea. This is somebody's personal email they sent to a teacher. Then I thought about it for a day and said, why not? Let me ask the family who sent this if we can publicize their email and maybe it will inspire others. So actually, even before I did that, I asked the other principals, hey, have you, you know, Patty sent us this email. Are you getting any emails of appreciation right now? I, I've seen all the other ones that you're getting, but is anyone saying I'm, I'm super grateful right now for this or that? And I got several emails 
forwarded to me. So I said, all right, to Amber, our PIO, let's reach out to these folks, ask them if we can publicize them and just explain, we're doing this morale boosting campaign, times have been tough, and can we, we'll even remove your name from it if you'd like, keep it on there if, if you're okay with it. We just really wanna show our appreciation to our staff. You go to the next slide. And so it took off. So we got a lot of forwards and we didn't know that this was happening, that people were really appreciative in this tough time. So we got uh, from parents, students were writing in about their teachers. And what we did was once we started posting these and Amber's did a great job with the graphic design, we kind of branded these and just put Arcadia Unified Nice Notes. When we put them on our Facebook page, we started saying, if you would like to submit a nice note for somebody, here's an easy Google form to do it. So we got over 120 more nice notes. You can go to the next slide. One was for our nutrition services team. In 2020, we not only had the pandemic, we had fires here, record heat. And so a family that wouldn't normally need free lunches was displaced, evacuated from their home, dealing with the stress of the pandemic, fires, and didn't have anything to eat, but was so appreciative of our free meals, she took the time to write our nutrition services team a nice note as well. So it, it's just an easy way to do it. We put in the Google form that you could submit. And uh, again, we got over 120 different nice notes. You can go to the next slide. And they just really went a, a long way. And once we did the Google form, um, we just got so many submissions and people really got on the the gratitude uh, gravy train and and just really made a difference. And then we would send these and some we had so many, we couldn't publicize them all, but we would send them to the teachers or the staff member that they were directed to. And it meant the world to them. We go to the next slide. So for myself, uh, for mental health strategies, my entire life, I played sports. I was a runner. I've done half marathons, soccer, basketball, you name it. Past five years, I, I love playing tennis. And uh, this past year, I couldn't do much of that because of some physical issues I was going through. So that compounded kind of the mental anguish and stress I was going through. So I saw some doctors and specialists of some of my physical issues. And then I did a lot of research on my own. And so I'm going to share briefly, and I can talk about this for hours. I love nutrition and health and science. Um, so here's some of the best strategies that work for me. Many of them you will say are crazy and you would never do it. And maybe right now you don't need to do this, but remember if you're ever having some kind of issue, whether it's mental health, physical health, um, autoimmune, uh, you name it, these worked great for me. Cryotherapy, again, you may never think you could do it, but this is essentially just cold showers and cold baths. There's a lot of science and research to it. Uh, cryotherapy works wonders for your immune system, your mental health. It spikes endorphins, uh, encourages brown fat, which is the good fat to help you lose weight. So cold shower is not easy to do, but man, I feel amazing afterwards. And I've been doing cold showers for um, several years now. And I do cold baths and I tell some of my friends, they tell me I'm crazy, but um, the, the results I've seen from it is just incredible. Box breathing, um, it's basically meditation and uh, deep breathing. So it's, you know, uh, slow breaths in, hold for four, for four seconds, hold for four seconds and a, a slow breath out. You can do this in LA traffic, which I often do to help keep you calm. 
And uh, kind of a secondary tip that I like to do that I heard years ago is on the exhale, release and relax all of your muscles. If you're sitting in a chair, just let them sink into the chair and it works even better. But you can do this for a minute or two. So whenever I'm feeling anxious, stressed out, box breathing is a go-to for me. Magnesium and D3, I started taking those supplements uh, probably about two years ago. There was some research that I found um, just about the power of magnesium and D3 with your um, mental health and your mood helps you sleep a lot. Um, magnesium was actually prescribed years ago before prescription medication to severely depressed patients. They found low magnesium levels. There's a direct correlation with depression and magnesium levels and D3. So I always supplement uh, with magnesium and D3. The biggest thing that will look like the hardest thing, but the most impact started for me about three and a half months ago when I started looking into joint issues and inflammation. I kept seeing sugar as the bad guy. Sugar kept coming up. This causes autoimmune, causes cancer, causes all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I love sugar. I've been a sugar addict for years. But so I, I said, you know what? I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. So let me try it. Worst thing is I, I cave and I go back to sugar. So once I examined how much sugar I was actually eating a day, and I thought I was eating very healthy. I've been in health and fitness for years. I used to have a health and fitness radio show on an ESPN affiliate. I examined my sugar intake and was kind of mortified. Um, yes, Mark Hyman. I love Mark Hyman. He's one of my go-tos, him and Dr. Berg. Uh, but don't get me off track because I can talk about this for hours. But yes, Dr. Hyman, I watch all his videos. So I did this. I said, let, let me try this. I tried everything else. I have seen such results from eliminating sugar. I still eat some fruit and refined carbs, which would be bread, pasta, white rice, and stuff like that. I lost 10 pounds in 10 days, mostly water weight because sugar retained water. And so we, we blame salt for years for making us bloated and our puffy faces and our, our guts. It's not salt, it's sugar. And actually, once you get the sugar out of your system, you lose a ton of water. You need to take in more salt and electrolytes. So I've never drinking more water. I put salt in my water now. Um, but I, I've suffered for insomnia for 25 years. My insomnia went away in two weeks. It used to take me two hours to fall asleep. I can now fall asleep within 10 minutes. Allergies, my whole life, I told people, I have seasonal allergies. My problem was my season never ended. It wasn't seasonal allergies. It's what I put in. I can never fully breathe through my nose and I still have some minor issues. I get headaches all the time. In the past three and a half months since doing this, I've had two minor headaches. I used to take Allegra D, Claritin, probably five to six times a week. Now I might take one of those pills once a week. And some days I would have to take them two and three times a day for a week straight to get some relief. Now I just, I don't, I'm, I'm so off of the, uh, the allergy medication. It, it's been amazing. I've also got into intermittent fasting because I start eating better. You take out the carbs, the insulin spikes goes down. So somebody, I think it was even Amber saying, I think I'm going to try intermittent fasting. I said, I think I'm actually doing intermittent fasting, but I didn't know it because once you get rid of the sugar and carbs, you lose the cravings and you're more satisfied. And so then the fasting creates, goes into aut autophagy, which helps recycle and helps uh, joint pain. So I now get out of bed way easier my knees and my ankles would always creak a little bit and I have to be careful getting out of bed. 
Uh, so I've seen tremendous relief with that. Before you go doing this, seek medical advice though. You do lose a lot of water when you do this. So you need electrolytes. And if you have other health issues, consult with somebody before doing it. But reducing and eliminating sugar from my diet, I've seen uh, just such great results. And with my mental health, stress, anxiety, if I'm starting to get a panic attack or stress, the duration is so much shorter and so less intense. I haven't had a panic attack since doing this. Um, and so the stress levels have been way down. And sometimes I get these mood boost and energy increases that I used to get artificially from like, you know, some soda cookie, or maybe have a shot of tequila and a beer at a bar and you're feeling great. But sometimes I just get them when I'm kind of fasting. And the longer I go without eating, um, it, my mood really boosts. So um, I recommend looking into those, work with a doctor, and, and I've seen amazing results. And email me, contact me. I'll talk your ear off about any nutrition or bioscience related to that. And then finally, music. When I was a kid, I used to fall asleep to the oldie station up in the Bay Area every night. It just soothed me. And to this day, music works for me. I am uh, born in the late 70s, child of the 80s, and 80s music gets me in a good mood. Duran Duran's been my kick lately. I heard them on the Smartless podcast, Hungry Like the Wolf, uh, Journey Don't Stop Believing. So music is my go-to as well. It just really puts me in a good mood and gets me going. So that's my uh, other go-to. And I know that's another reason I love SoundMind and what they do. So I hope some of that stuff helps. I'm kind of through with my portion. I wanted to touch on my kind of strategies that I've discovered through my own research. And hopefully uh, that applies to, to some of you as well. And uh, music, definitely my favorite. Lucy, I will throw it over to you. I know you're a music fan as well. I don't know about the 80s, but... <laughs> There you go. <laughs> thank you, Mr. Ferran. Um, and yeah, next slide. Thank you, Travis. Um, you know, I know Mr. Ferran mentioned it and it's a big resource for all of us, music. We all listen to music all the time. But a question I want you to think about is, do you know why you listen to music? Um, and it is because it has such profound effects on our brain, on our mood, on our memory, on our bodies. Um, it, it really influences so much of your entire body your blood flow and everything. So I wanna talk about a little bit about that today and also um, how it works exactly. So the first thing I wanna mention is when I was doing some research specifically for this webinar, I came across uh, John Hopkins Medicine and they had a quote on one of the studies that they were talking about. And it says, if you want to firm up your body, head to the gym. If you want to exercise your brain, listen to music. And the reason for this is that music is really kind of like a bicep curl for your brain. Um, you know, it takes a lot of brain power to actually interpret the frequencies that are coming into your ears when you're listening to music. And so one of the things that music can do is improve our memory uh, through our prefrontal cortex and also your hippocampus. And I know Mr. Ferran mentioned that he loves to listen to his 80s music. And that's great um, because especially familiar music and nostalgic music has the power to release special endorphins and dopamine that activate our reward and our pleasure systems within our brain. But another thing you can do, especially if you're in a period of studying or learning, 
is listening to music that might be more foreign to you. And it's something that is hard for us to do because we like to listen to the music that we enjoy. But challenging your brain with listening to music that maybe your friends listen to or your children or your grandchildren can really challenge your brain to create new pathways um, and new neural networks as well. So uh, make sure that not only are you are you listening to your favorite music, but that you change up your playlists from uh, time to time to, to exercise your brain. You know, you don't only want to do push-ups, you want to do some sit-ups as well. So keep that in mind. Um, but in terms of the dopamine, um, you know, it's a feel-good hormone. If you haven't heard of it, it's what really activates our pleasure and our reward system. And it, the cool thing about music is it has an immediate impact on our mental state. And some scientists have found that nothing activates more regions in the brain than music does. Uh, so if you're looking for an immediate change when you're feeling stress or anxiety, music is a great outlet for that. Um, they found that, you know, fast tempos psychologically and physiologically, physiologically arouse us and help energize us for the day. And you can listen to slower, more meditative music that will lower your stress levels, lower your cortisol and decrease your anxiety. So keep that in mind, um, you know, especially if you're going through a panic attack, if you're going through a, st a stress attack, if you suffer from trauma, music is a great outlet. Um, and there's all different kinds of music you can listen to. And the cool thing is that the different genres also empower you in different ways. Um, rap can make you feel more motivated. Hard rock can make you feel like you've got this, you know, upbeat uh, lift in your mood. And then you can listen to classical music, which helps with studying, relaxation, decrease, decrease in anxiety and everything in between. Um, but in terms of, you know, I know we mentioned the pandemic, and this is something that has affected all of us, uh, and especially our student population transitioning from in-person to online and back to in-person learning now. Um, during the pandemic, there was a study done that polled uh, 5,600 people from 11 different countries, and it was asking them first to list their well-being goals. Um, and there was five that popped up as most popular. Togetherness, venting negative emotions, diversion, enjoyment, and self-connection. And then they asked them to go ahead and, and think about how music affected them over a period of 30 days. And what they found that was, was that music is highly efficient for obtaining all five of the well-being goals, regardless of gender, and it was only marginally influenced by age and culture. And the culture aspect is really more has, more has to do with the collectivism versus the individualistic cultures. So those in an individualistic culture, maybe like the United States, have a higher tendency to use music for diversion. And those in a collectivistic culture use it more for that togetherness, well-being goal. Um, so keeping in mind that, you know, these are well-being goals, things that people were seeking out during the height of the pandemic. Um, and music was able to help them achieve all five of these key goals. Um, another important thing to think about here is when you're pulling a, a large population, especially during the pandemic, you're going to be reaching the general population. And so a question that they had in this study was, okay, so music works to help people relieve stress, anxiety, feel general life enjoyment, self-connection and togetherness um, for people that are average and healthy. But can it still work for people who maybe experience higher, level, higher levels of stress and tension and anxiety and maybe even have diagnosed depression? And the answer was yes. So they went ahead and did a questionnaire within that population and they identified those people 
in the group that were experiencing depression, stress, and anxiety. And there was no correlation between that group and the effect that music had on being able to achieve um, these five well-being goals. So it's something that's for everybody. Um, and it's also been shown to, you know, be able to treat mental conditions like schizophrenia, bipolar disorder, and major depression as well. Um, there was a systematic review that was done of 349 studies on the usefulness of music as mental health treatment for these conditions. And it was found that 68.5% of music-based interventions had a positive result. Um, and so just, you know, it's such a powerful tool. And I think oftentimes we underestimate it because we use music to go out and have a fun time and party with our friends. Um, but don't forget that it can also be a tool for you to cope with stress and anxiety. The last thing that I wanna mention on why we listen to music is burnout. Burnout is really at the forefront of the conversation surrounding mental health in schools and education and in students right now. Uh, there's been several studies done to show that 30 minute interventions uh, of music can assist in the feeling of burnout. And this study in particular that I wanna talk about was in operating room staff of surgeons and nurses. And they did a uh, six week intervention where every day for 30 minutes, they listened to music of their choosing. And it actually showed that there was significant levels of reduced burnout among the staff, even with their keeping and maintaining those high hours uh, in the operating room and high levels of stress, you know, not knowing if your patient is gonna survive. So music is a super powerful tool and it is for everybody. Next slide, please. I think you're clicking on the sources there. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. Um, so music on its own is such a powerful tool and it can influence the brain state that your brain is operating on. But an incredible tool that we also have within the SoundMind application is called binaural beats. I wanna take a moment to explain what binaural beats are. Um, so to preface, you have to use headphones to listen to binaural beats because there's a different frequency that gets delivered to each of your ears. That frequency difference comes into your brain, it gets processed in your superior olivary complex. And the tone that your brain is perceiving is actually the difference from the first and the second tone. So if you listen to 200 Hertz on the left ear and uh, 205 Hertz on the right ear, your brain is gonna be perceiving a five Hertz tone and that's what's going to be echoing throughout your brain. Um, now, binaural beats are very interesting because they encourage the brain to take on an altered mood state. And it's through this auditory illusion that they do that because you would never actually be able to hear that tone. And so it does this through a process called brainwave entrainment. And so science has found that our brain operates on five dominant frequencies. And so these frequencies are found within binaural beats and they each have different associated mood states or um, you know, correlated things that they can make you feel or make you do. And so what binaural beats do is they come into your brain, that frequency difference is processed and echoed throughout your brain. And it's telling the rest of your brain to hop on this frequency and match that predominant brain state. So you're actually receiving a synchronization of your brain waves when you're listening to binaural beats. Next slide, please. So I want to take a moment to explain what these five different frequencies that you can listen to are. There's delta, theta, alpha, beta, and gamma waves. 
and that's least listing them from lowest to highest. And so your delta waves, those are going to be your deep sleep waves, deep relaxation. So you're never going to want to listen to these in the middle of the day unless you're trying to go to be trying to go to sleep. Um, then we have our theta waves. This is still relaxed. It can help with, you know, easing anxiety and tension, but it will get you in kind of a trance. Um, you can even experience theta waves when you're dreaming as well. We have alpha waves, which really increase our creativity. You can achieve alpha waves if you do meditation, um, as well as listening to binaural beats as well. And then alpha waves have been proven to decrease stress and anxiety as well. We have beta waves, which help with feeling alert and concentrated. Beta waves are really great for students, especially listening uh, to beta waves can help with studying. It can help with memory, um, uh, holding in, you know, whatever you are studying in that moment and learning. And then gamma waves is peak experiences that's gonna have full synchronization across your brain and can also be used for creativity. So keeping in mind what the different frequencies we have here, these are what our brain always operate on, but you can induce these states by listening to binaural beats and encourage it to take on whatever desired mood state you're hoping to achieve. Next slide. So thinking about how can we use music to improve our everyday life? And I wanna make sure that we touch on, you know, how do you use music to improve the life of maybe your students in the classroom, but how can you also use it to improve your life at home? So we've talked about music managing stress and channeling negative emotions, and it's such a powerful tool for that. And as we talked about, if you listen to music that's maybe sad um, to you or is, you know, lyrically telling a sad story or going through emotions that you might be feeling in that moment, it can help release that tension and release those negative emotions and also help you work through them. Listening to more upbeat music, as we talked about, will help you energize for the day and get you going. Music has also been shown, especially with children, to be such a powerful tool for social emotional learning, um, for empathy building, group cohesion, cooperation and confidence. And listening to music with children has shown um, that they're able to you know, really build that self-confidence and have a sense of community with their classmates. So wherever you can incorporate music into the classroom, especially when you're working with children as an educator, if they're able to make music, you know, really explore themselves in music class or play music in the classroom, it can help with that sense of identity as well. Um, I want to talk about anxiety and test anxiety as well. So, you know, especially as a, a young person these days, going into a classroom at any time, you have a quiz, uh, a pop quiz, maybe a test, and you get these, this, you know, your hairs are sticking up and you have anxiety and stress and tension. Um, so as an educator, thinking about ways that you can alleviate some of that will really help your students perform and excel in the classroom. So take five to 10 minutes before you begin, you know, the pop quiz or the test or any type of assignment that you're doing there and play uh, a peaceful, soundscape, either from SoundMind or just go on Spotify or YouTube and look up some soothing music that you can play for your students. And it's been shown um, to really, really help them with that performance anxiety. And we've had some of our own clients through SoundMind tell us that this has been a great resource for them and they've seen real improvements and, and students just overall perception of tests as well. We also have binaural beats, of course. And so if you have the resources or the time to do this, 
go ahead and have your students plug into those alpha or those beta beats before a test, um, and you'll see a spike in their performance as well. Um, and remember that these aren't just tools for the classroom, but also tools that you can use on your own at home. If you have trouble sleeping, I know Mr. Ferran had mentioned this in his past, if you've got his own methods of dealing with it. So feel free you know, to add these to your mental health toolkit because that's really what it's all about. Um, mental health doesn't have one simple fix, but it's something we need to create a toolkit for where we can pull all our different resources, especially in that moment of crisis. So if you have trouble sleeping, play some peaceful music, plug into some Delta beats. Um, if you're having a panic or an anxiety attack, you know, listen to some soothing music again or plug into those theta or those alpha beats and make sure to share these resources with your friends because part of understanding how music and binaural beats can help us also encourages us and makes us more receptive to that change when we're listening to it. Um, but from there, I'm gonna hand it off to Travis to continue talking about music and sound mind. Yeah, thank you so much, Lucy. And I just wanted to make sure that um, the audience knows Please feel free to, um, you know, submit any questions into the chat box. We're happy to answer any questions along the way, and hopefully wrap up um, with some a few minutes after uh, as well to answer any questions. But just wanted to share uh, what SoundMind is doing in the education um, in education. So as you can see here, these are some pictures that we've uh, gathered across the last year, where we've been able to travel across the country to meet with educators, counselors, administrators, and teachers like yourselves. And one thing that is very very clear uh, from what we've heard is that educators and students need something, need a tool, and we need to meet where students are at. Um, students are now in a, uh, a very, very unique situation where they're surrounded by technology, but we need to transition that to look into technology for good, right? And so at SoundMind, we're bringing in technology and music and mental health together uh, to help with students' um, mental health in general. Um, so wanted to kind of dive deep into what music and art education means for mental health, right? So we all know this, but wanted to make sure that we iterated that you know arts education and music builds well-rounded individuals that support emotional um social and emotional development and so key as you, as you can see here on the right hand side we have some pictures of students that are using our app um, and they're they're loving the creativity aspect where students can go in and create their own sounds and also broaden students understanding and appreciation of other cultures and histories right we're in a we're in a in a, in a place now in our in our in our in our lives where we are able to connect with other individuals and learn about their cultures and their backgrounds. And so the ability to build those, um, those students' uh, horizon and broaden their horizon on appreciating other cultures and history. It also builds empathy and re reduces intolerance and generates acceptance of others. And lastly, most importantly, it really improves your overall school engagement and culture, strengthening community and civic engagement. And this is the reason why, for example, Proposition 28 in California is rolling out where they're um, investing a lot into arts education in public schools. And so we're really seeing this trend as something that is positive, but also supporting the mental health aspect of it as well. So this is SoundMind. Um, we are an immersive and holistic wellness program, and really the first in the market to allow users, especially your students, to use as a mind management tool for emotional and, and physical wellness. And we mean that by you're able to go in and you're able to create your own sounds, you're able to listen to the different sounds from binaural beats that Lucy was talking about, but also track your overall mood, right? So really understanding how you can um, manage your, your mood, manage your overall uh, emotional wellness. Um, you're also able to select 3D binaural beats and visuals that are filtered by different mood categories and frequencies, as uh, Lucy was alluding to. And of course, exploring guided and free response journaling prompts that gave your mental health synopsis back to you. And for 
administrators and counselors and of course for teachers we built a system that works um something that is so cool and, and something that is first in the market to allow you to really understand what your students are doing and how their overall engagement and wellness um, is currently at so this system as you can see here on the right hand side this dashboard allows teachers and counselors and administrators to get a better understanding of their school's emotional well-being. And so we do this by um, providing some examples of your students' emotional well-being, your engagement by different features, and something that's really awesome, we're able to give you some suggestions based on the data that you're seeing of your students' usage of the app to tell you what to do in real life, right? Whether that's setting up a bonding event, whether that's um, checking in and doing those uh, nice notes that uh, Mr. Fran was talking about, uh, and also is able to show you some happiness scale and concentration levels and also mood levels. And so this is a really great way to track your overall student well-being, because a lot of the time students are willing to aren't willing to share uh, in real life, right? Have one on one with what they're actually feeling and how they're actually doing. And um, they need something. They're hiding it behind these, their screens. But what better way to um, give them a tool where they can share that um, and for you to see uh, as well? And so the reason why you all are here probably is to think about what you're doing for Mental Health Month. It's coming up in a few days. And what we're excited to share with you is that we've created on top of our program, both on the app, uh, the mobile app, and also on a web app, is we've created a mental wellness program kit. And this program kit is for schools. Of course, all attendees, as we promised, will be getting one of these today. But all schools that work with us, we provided them a kit. Um, to provide and to and to print out and they can show on their classrooms and their and their school hallways. But these are mental health campaign copies for schools to utilize for mental health Mondays or wellness Wednesdays. And there's a number of different flyers and posters that we created some examples on the left hand side here um, for your school. Um, so we'd love for you to uh, post these around your classrooms uh, and to really promote student wellness, um, especially in, in May of uh, being uh, mental health month. Uh, we also are able to come in with you and help you create a whole wellness web page that's easily uh, implementable into your school's website and this focuses on the different student wellness programs the different resources available both on a district city county state and also national level um, we also are able to create some letters to your parents and communities describing why you've invested into a mental health program and tool and how you're cultivating that awareness across your community and uh, lastly, we do also do curated sessions to PTA and also different uh, parent clubs and also your school administration team on, on a pulse of your school's mental well-being um, using the data from your Standmind for Schools Hub. Um, so this is a, a, a kit that we've created. And of course, every single attendee will be getting this. Uh, and I also did want to mention that every uh, attendee here on the call, please feel free to download our app on the App Store. We can drop in the link um, here in the chat. Uh, but we are available on the app store and we also have a seven day free trial for you to check us out uh, and would love for you to share it with your your students and of course your school community as well and lastly uh before we kind of turn it over to questions in uh, uh q a uh we also wanted to promote that we are uh, in a program right now where we are providing free tablets for SoundMind pre-installed uh through a partnership with true connect which is the fourth largest wireless provider in the nation um, and every single student on the free and reduced lunch program and for families on SNAP, Medicaid, Medi-Cal will be able to get these tablets. Uh, it's a very seamless process. The link is right here. Uh, we can also drop it in the chat as well. Uh, but enroll today. It's, uh, it's something that is available for every single family and student that qualifies. And you'll be able to get the tablet within uh, a week um, uh, from, from enrolling. And with this, it comes with unlimited monthly data. Of course, SoundMind pre-installed on it. Uh, an Android tablet, as you can see here on the bottom right hand side, 
and really connection to what matters most, especially with the summer months coming up. And we know families that don't have access to reliable Wi-Fi, reliable technology, and especially in 2023, technology is so, so important, not just for education, but also for work, for healthcare. And so we wanna make sure that every single student has access to all of the above, plus a mental health resource like SoundMind. Um, so we're proud at SoundMind here uh, to now be serving over a quarter of a million students across the nation um, using our program today. And we're seeing a usage um, during the school day, as Lucy was mentioning, before a test, after a test, but also at home. Anywhere from, you know, peak usage actually we're seeing is anywhere from 5 p.m. to 10 p.m. when students are studying, when they have their headphones plugged in. Um, a lot of students, as you all know, as counselors and teachers and administrators, see and view school campuses as their safety net. But when they're outside of those safety parameters, they are now lost. Uh, they need a tool to help them recenter and refocus. And so we're excited um, that a lot of students are now loving our program and using our program uh, every single day. Um, and of course, that's including uh, 50 plus schools and boys and girls clubs uh, with someone pre-installed or in implemented into their wellness program as their singular wellness program. And most recently, we were voted uh, top six mental health apps for kids by Parents Magazine. So on behalf of the Soundline team, I uh, wanted to thank everyone uh, for joining today's call. Uh, of course, we'll be um, leaving the last few minutes for questions and answers, um, and I will stop sharing screen. Awesome. Thank you so much, Travis. Lucy, that was fantastic. I feel smarter just listening to you guys. Uh, Lucy, that was amazing. Very impressive uh, stuff. I love the science behind music. And it was such a great question too. We all listen to music, but why do we listen to music? Have you ever asked yourself that question? So I love kind of the expl explanation of that. And uh, so if anyone has any questions, feel free to drop it in the chat. We appreciate everyone being here. Um, the SoundMind app is there. I love it. And one of the my favorite parts of it is you can adjust kind of the music settings. So if you want the waterfall to go a little higher, you can raise the waterfall. So it's really cool. Definitely helps you sleep and uh, relax. So I love the app. Um, we also will share our uh, contact information in the follow-up email. If you have any questions for any of us, we're happy to help. If you need a presentation for a group, for your school, anything else, we'll connect. We can condense this one. We can do this one for you or your team, for your staff. We're happy to help in any way we can. So uh, just really appreciate you all being here. And we know mental health is important to you. And hopefully you take this and you're here to help others. So we love that. So anything we can do to help you help more people with mental health issues, we're happy to do it. So just re reach out and uh, we're happy to uh, assist you for sure.